This is K-Pop Unmuted, a place for in-depth discussion of K-Pop. We're your hosts, Stephen Knight and Scott Interante. And on this episode, we're discussing the songs that have been released in October of 2016. Scott, this sounds like a pretty good idea. How, how come we haven't done a show like this before? Well, you know, we're still just starting out. This is, I believe, our sixth episode. Is that right? Right. So we are now going to start doing two episodes a month instead of one, now that we've gotten our feet wet a little bit. Right. Which means that we'll be doing monthly episodes with guests like we have been about a particular song or album or sort of subject matter in K-pop. And then we'll be supplementing those with these end-of-the-month episodes where we get to talk about a lot of the songs that we didn't get a chance to because there's so much great K-pop music coming out all the time. Uh, And this will sort of give us a chance to look back at the month and see what did we miss, what's been the bigger narrative going on, if there is anything like that, and uh, just get a chance to listen to some more music. Yeah, I guess if there's a narrative this month, or maybe not a narrative, but a story, uh, BTS pretty much dominated uh, October, (laughs) at least early October. They set the record for K-pop album on the Billboard chart, and of course they've been doing great on music shows and sales and tend to do especially well internationally, but of course they, they're they very popular in Korea too. Yeah, so I guess it would make sense for us to talk about that song, but I think we're not going to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to definitely do a, a whole episode on BTS sometime in the future. I think you and I are maybe not the biggest BTS fans, and I think we would want to like really do it justice by getting some people on who can explain why they're so popular internationally, right. and maybe we're missing something, Stephen. Well, and I should say, I, I, I like this album and the Blood, Sweat, and Tears single, actually, and, and the music video is very interesting, but I don't want to say I'm not a fan, but I'm not a fan to the level that uh, the rest of the world seems to be a fan right, of BTS. Right. But so let's jump right into the songs we are going to discuss this week. Sure. Uh, Do you want to go first? Sure. I want to start with IOI's Very, 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 because I have so much to say about that song, we may not get to anything else. (laughs) IOI is, of course, the group that was formed in the Produce 101 audition show. They chose 11 female trainees and created this. This was was to be a one-year project. They've had their debut EP. They had a subgroup release, What a Man, that was very successful. Mm -hmm. And then Very, Very, Very is their single from the album, and it's going to be their last release before they break up and everybody goes their separate ways. The thing that's really interesting to me about this song is that it's not as annoying as one would think. I I know that some people think it's annoying. You know, I would have thought that it was not possible to do a song that was successful with this much repetition. It just seems crazy. (laughs) It's not surprising that, you know, repetition helps make a song catchy and memorable. Right. The danger is that people are going to get sick of it. It can be annoying. A lot of people have compared this song to G by Girls' Generation. Absolutely. Not just because of the repetition, but that's certainly an aspect of it. You know, there's the chorus and other parts of the song have the G, 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 and there's lots of other parts of the song that have words repeated. And I think if you had said G 20 or 30 times, (laughs) that wouldn't have worked at all. But I have a theory about how they're able to get away with it. I think that in G, when they say G, 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 it's the same note, the same duration. In very, 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 they vary it. (laughs) They, they, you know, there's a little melody 
Right. When they say very, 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 jaku, jaku, jaku. And if you compare it to somebody playing the piano, you know, somebody just plays the same note over and over, and it's the same length note, that's going to get very right. repetitious and boring. But nobody complains if you play a melody that, well, those are all piano right. notes. Right. You know, that's boring. That's annoying. So... I think that's why they get away with it. Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting point. You know, we've talked about it a little on this podcast about the language barriers and how in some ways for us, these sounds are just sounds, right? If we don't speak the language fluently, the syllables that they're saying, it's almost like scatting. So it's almost like, yeah, just the timbre of a piano. And when the note is changing, it doesn't sound like, oh, that's the same word that that piano is singing, right? It's just... That's the sound of the piano. And so maybe with the right. language barrier, that's able to, to be like that too, where it's just the sound. But also it's the same thing with, with anything else. I think we might talk about the twice single later, and they have like a wordless chorus as well, where you know they're just singing like a nonsense syllable as a melody. Right. Yeah, even if you know the meaning of the word, at some point you repeat it enough times, it becomes yeah, sort of meaningless. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and I think you know there's some different kinds of annoying i mean crayon pop is annoying but it's annoying by design <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah. i don't think that this gets into that territory right i think it is weirdly able to skirt the line of it's not like kitschy annoying but it is still sort of cutesy but for the reason that you're saying that there's some more melodic variation it never crosses that line into like okay this is just straight up annoying like some cutesy girl songs tend to be, although I love them anyway. Well, some people disagree. I mean, to be fair, there are some people who do think this song is right, annoying. Right, right. But I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah, me, me neither. And I actually like this song more than anything else IOI related that's come yeah. out. And it is definitely similar to G, I think, in the the tempo. It's like very fast. Right. And the, the way the percussion is going, the sort of like really tight fake drums, the chord progression is weirdly similar. And I think that's to the detriment of this song very, 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 because frankly, G is like the epitome of a pop song and drawing any comparisons between your song and that song, you're always going to look worse. Right. I mean, G is just such a great song that this is similar to G, but not as good. Although I do, I do like it. You know, there's another similarity that I haven't heard anybody point out, which is the first two sung words of G after the spoken introduction are nomu nomu, which is very, very. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it doesn't seem impossible that JYP has sort of taken it one more step past very, very. Right. <laughs> Probably not, but uh, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, this could be a song he's he's been demoing and working on for the past 10 years. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you, what do you, uh, what's the first song you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, so the problem with doing this podcast sometimes is that we will record an episode and right afterwards a song will be released. We miss out on it, right? Especially when we were doing the monthly episodes. Right. And that's what happened last month. We did an episode with some YouTubers, which was great, except it came out right after Shiny released their comeback single, but we couldn't talk about it because we had missed it. We like recorded before it came out. But it out. was in October, so that's fair But game. it was in October, so I'm going to talk about it now. Exactly. <laughs> so One of One, the lead single from the album of the same name, their fifth album, it's, you know, exactly what you would expect from them. It's great. 
It has a ton of like lush vocal harmonies. They have this sort of campy early 90s, late 80s style with this smooth R&B dance track. And just, I don't know, everything about it is so great. I know that I'm biased for, for basically anything that they release. I don't think it's biased if there's a good basis for it. Yeah, that, yeah, sure. That's very true. I mean, they don't release bad music, really. Even last year's album, Odd, I wasn't as into that single. Oh, man, I love that view. It, yeah. it grew on me a lot, but at first I was sort of like, oh, okay, you know, they're doing this sort of um, minimal house thing, but it did definitely grew on me. And this one, though, I've loved out of the gate and the whole album is really good and it's just it's just nice to have them back i don't know they weren't even away that long but yeah it's nice to have them back anyway So you mentioned that it's got a late 80s, early 90s sound, and a lot of people have been saying that it's a 90s boy band concept. Yeah. I know this is a topic that, that comes up a lot. You've said before, a lot of times when we talk about an 80s sound or a 90s sound, we're really just sort of talking about synth pop and not exactly music that is exactly what you would hear right. in those eras. But to me, it, it is an interesting question to think about because I know that part of the reason people say 90s is because of the styling uh, yeah, the fashion the that they're doing. Concept yeah. photos and things like that, right? But to me, the sound is more 80s, you know, especially at the start of the song, the drum machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they sound kind of primitive, and I'm certainly not an expert, but I would say 80s more than 90s. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like it kind of blurs like that late part of the decade, early part of the nineties. And we talked about it a little bit on our pop unmuted episode about eighties revivalism. Right. I recommend that to everybody, by the way, that was a great episode. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but there's sort of like a few years in the early nineties where those sorts of sounds, the really like keyboard based drum machines, new Jack swing okay. stuff that sort of in hindsight, we would lump together with the eighties was technically in the 90s you know before we get the grunge revolution and you know alt rock moves into mainstream and all that sort of stuff and then the golden era boy band stuff but so i don't know that i would put too much effort into temporally locating the influences of this song because i think you know not only is it removed 25 years but it's also removed culturally (laughs) of a continent (laughs) away i'm satisfied enough with calling it sort of vaguely late 80s early 90s see i would go even further than that if you look at the fashion which i think as we said is what a lot of people are pointing to some of that looks like 70s or even late 60s i mean there's a lot there's a big variety in the music video of what they're wearing, especially those suits and the chains and everything. Right, and and that's sort of the whole thing with all this revivalism stuff, is it is able to mash together a really wide range of things into a sort of collective 
memory of like old stuff you know (laughs) so you can you can mix fashion where they're like wearing denim and basketball jerseys the sort of 90s urban r&b wave mixed with this maybe early 80s colored suit with gold chains thing but it all vaguely fits together as something old and i i guess musically it does similar stuff where it has sort of a broad range of stylistic influences in the end it doesn't really it doesn't really matter you know the song is good or not this one is good and i don't know that it's a terribly useful thing to like get into the minutia of when exactly all the influences are but it's a great song it is. It is. And even though I like the song and throwback songs are a lot of fun, I'm glad the whole album wasn't based on that concept. Yeah, it's you know, a they good They just mix. did some regular yeah. Chinese, I mean, sorry, shiny stuff. Yeah, not uh, not Chinese stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, cool. So what is next up for you? So taking a very tiny step away from an IOI type song, the, <laughs> the second uh, song I'd like to talk about is Twice's. TT, which has been massively successful. You know, speaking of BTS, I believe TT broke... Now, this is kind of a bogus record, but anyway, for what it's worth, it broke BTS's record for fastest music video to 5 million views. And then it beat Girls' Generation's record for fastest video to 20 million views. All right. So certainly the video at least is doing well, but they also had all kills for several days. It's, it's been a very successful song. I think it's a good song. It's a really catchy song. It's the kind of song that I just randomly during the day, I think, I, I want to hear that TT song again. <laughs> um, but it's not a great song. I feel like Twice has a lot of potential. I really like the approach they're taking. I think they're willing to do some unusual things and take chances and mix up different kinds of sounds in, in one song. You know, one of these days, I think they're really going to come out with a great song, but uh, I'm certainly satisfied with songs like TT and what they've been doing. They're really just fun, catchy pop songs. You know, I I agree. I think that their fame has sort of outperformed the quality of their songs from the very beginning. Yeah. Like you said, I've liked every single one of their singles and mini albums and everything. I've, I've enjoyed them, but I mean, right out of the gate with their first single, it was like... They're the biggest group in the world. It's like really weird. Um, well, maybe after we do the BTS episode, we, we need to figure out twice because, you know, JYP Entertainment and JYP probably too did an incredible job uh, promoting this group and, and introducing them. And like you said, they just took off like a rocket from the start. Yeah, I do agree. I think they're going to live up to the hype eventually. I don't think they're quite there yet, but it's still only what this is their third comeback now right so they definitely you know have time to keep growing and i i like everything that they're doing this is kind of cute you know the music video is a halloween themed thing i'm just like imagining what it would be like if i were trick-or-treating and 
opened a scary door and twice performed a song for me. You know? Yeah, that would be all right. <laughs> That's great. Sure. <laughs> I, I do have a question, though. Yeah. It, it's like a cultural thing that I don't understand, I guess. What is TT? Like, what are they talking about? Oh, well, you know, you know what it is. It's the, uh, once it's explained, it's the, it's the yeah, of two capital T's of crying, right. the crying face. Right. Okay. And so that's what they're doing with their hands during the chorus. Right. You know, they're trying to make that, uh, that face. The teaser videos were all individual members in situations where they felt like the TT emoji would be appropriate. <laughs> right. Yeah, see, I sort of like inferred that that's what it was, but I guess I just, I don't fully know when one uses that emoji or emoticon. Right. I think it's sort of a sad face, but it's a little bit with a wink, you know, it's, it's right, not right, quite right, right. as serious as a, it's not a, some kind of tragic Right, it's like a playful, tragedy or sad face. Right. <laughs> We're so out of touch, Stephen. I know. Well, you're know. you're you're not. You're way well, more in touch. Well, ask me anything about twice, and I can tell you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know, you brought up the music video, and I, you know, at the end of the video, they have the knock at the door, and the right. trick or treaters are surprised, and it's to be continued. So I have a theory about this, and I, I this theory unfortunately has been leaked already to our bitter rivals at Fuse TV's K Stop podcast. <laughs> which, since this we, is the internet, I probably should clarify that I yeah, am joking yeah, about that. The, yeah, we, we like them very much. Right. But if you don't mind, I could take this opportunity to elaborate on my theory and see, see what you think of it. So the knock at the door is very clearly knock, 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 pause, knock, knock, knock. Okay. And I think it's significant because at the start of the video, when the Children come up to the door. It's the same thing. The little girl knocks on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Pause, little boy. Knock, knock, knock. And this being, as you well know, close to Christmas season, that makes me think of jingle bells, jingle bells. Whoa. Right? And that's not, that's just the start of it because <laughs> this album is very oddly named Twice Coaster Track One. Right. And the concept one of the concept photos has all the members in a field and they're sitting in chairs that are kind of snaked around and there's like a roller coaster track drawn on the photo like they're sitting in chairs but riding a roller coaster but if you imagine perhaps a sleigh on the back of that little (laughs) formation (laughs) and if you remember that there are eight tiny reindeer uh, plus rudolph i mean if that's not what they're planning they need to maybe rearrange their plans because I know that you've got to call up JYP. Yes. You got to get on the phone, man. <laughs> well, I'm sure he listens to our show, so. Yeah, yes, yes. Wow, yeah. I I'm fully on board with this. I think there's no there's no way that's not going to happen. Yeah, so you make it a, a twice Christmas concept album, which I think that might be the opportunity for them to really break through for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm you know, I'm all about Christmas. I love all the terrible k-pop christmas releases and uh i would love a twice terrible k-pop christmas release yeah okay we'll work together on that yeah great that's that sounds wonderful all right so what do you have uh what do you have next okay so i'm a big fan of sistar as i think everyone should be i love sistar i there are a few of the releases that i'm not a fan of but in general i love sistar yeah you know in a way i get frustrated with all the same sounding summer releases but they're all so damn good, Stephen. <laughs> I can't, I can't get too mad at them. Each, right. everyone is good. <laughs> but so 
because Sistar is destined to only release summer bangers, although this this year was kind of different. Yeah, I really liked their album this year. It was a little bit of a departure. Yeah, but it's still, you know, it came out around that same time and it was vaguely up-tempo summary. But so we have to rely on the members doing solo stuff. And um, Hyorin released a track called Love Like This featuring Doki. And it's, ah, it's so good. I think the sound of it is, you know, what she sort of does with her solo stuff or the Sistar 19 stuff. Kind of more of a laid back R&B thing. This has really lush piano chords that are pretty interesting that I like going throughout it. It does kind of feel like more of a late summer song. Like, I think this would have been perfect, like, Labor Day weekend. And, you know, the, the end of October is maybe a little late for it, but it's it's really good. It's got a nice, classy black and white music video with her just sort of dancing around on a car on a long highway. And um, I like Doki's rap, too. You know, I don't know too much about him. I've seen him around on, on other tracks like this. I think he was on uh, a season of Show Me the Money, but it's a totally fine rap verse that works well with the track. Well, you know, speaking of Show Me the Money, Jordan was on Unpretty uh, rap the Star, sister right? show, Unpretty Rap yeah. Star, and she was a heck of a rapper. I think it might have been a good idea to have her rap yeah i think that would have been cool too you know he does a verse she does a verse or something i'm fine with her singing i think a lot of people criticize her voice as kind of weak and breathy i think it sounds really great i do sort of wish she had like a whole album about her and her cats (laughs) i don't know you know how closely you follow her on social media but she she's a really big cat lady she's not alone in that no no certainly not but uh, I particularly like her cats. Simba is one of them. Yeah, I don't know. What did what did you think of this release? She's one of the few singers that I would listen to their song just to hear them sing. Right. Uh, she, I really like listening to her sing. And I think just her voice is 80 to 90% of the appeal of this song. Yeah, cool. All right, I've got one more. Sure. What You Need. A release by Lei of EXO. I guess it's okay for us to talk about it. It's uh, It's in Chinese. But it's an SM release. It's uh, it's EXO, so I think that makes it K-pop. That's that's another episode. We so far we got three episodes that we need to do in the future. One <laughs> of them is about what makes a song K-pop. Right. Yeah. You know, we did sort of on the K-pop episode that we did back on Pop Unmuted. You know, that's two true. years ago. That's true. We did sort of get into some of that, but I think it's worth diving in deeper now that we have K-pop Unmuted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> This song I really like. It's got a lot of funk influences, you know, bent notes and a, and a funk bass line. The vocals are really good. But the one thing that this takes from funk that I really wish would spread in K-pop is the horn section. And even though I'm sure it's not real horns, but the pretend horn section emphasizes trumpets instead of saxophone. I know there were saxophones in funk music, but trumpets were much more prominent, and I I really think that the saxophone thing is getting played out a little bit. Let's let's try some trumpets. Sounds (laughs) great in this song. (laughs) 
Don't make crazy. Just tell me what you want from me. 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 The good point is that it's a EXO style one shot dance video. Most of it is, at least. There's、right. there's a cut or two in there, but at least it starts out in that one shot style. The thing that stood out to me, which I cannot believe that this got through quality control at SM, is at the start of the video, Lay is racing around a parking garage in a sports car, and it shows the dashboard and the you know RPM indicator revving up. And if you look at what that dashboard actually says, it shows that the car is actually in neutral, <laughs> and it says "press brake to engage gear." So、That's、he's、great. supposed to be racing around this garage, but actually somebody's revving the right, car in neutral. Right? Yeah. Someone missed that in post production. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe. Well, do you remember when Girls' Generation released Lionheart last year, and the music video spelled Girls' Generation wrong? <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean,、right? you know, SM is not.、Uh, Known for always being buttoned up on their post production, right? Right. Not to mention their English review of you know what these words actually mean that we're displaying prominently、right. in our music videos. <laughs> yeah. But so so this what you need good song check it out. Yeah, and you know this is one of those things where by the time this episode gets released, there's going to be the EXO CBX subunit release out. Yes. But it's not out yet while we're recording this. So sorry, guys. So before we wrap up, as usual, we don't have time to discuss every song worthy of discussion. But、uh, maybe we could just throw out a few songs that caught our attention and that、uh, maybe people might want to think about. The first one that occurs to me that I should mention is Ladies Codes Rain, which I doubt many people missed. But that is beautiful.、Uh, if you haven't listened to that, you need to you need to find that. Ladies Code has really had a great year. Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to the new 100% song "Better Day."、Uh, it's a really cool kind of low-key dance track. I don't know too much about them really. I've heard some releases in the past, but sort of reminds me of a Beast song. It's got that sort of epic combined with dance. Yeah, yeah. I saw some people saying that on Twitter too. So the the last one that I want to mention, which probably is below a lot of people's radar, is a release by He Jin of a group that has not debuted yet, Luna. And I don't know much about Luna, but apparently their strategy for this debut is they're releasing singles from each member. And this had a music video and everything, so it's not just a slapdash sort of process. Each member is going to release a single, and then the whole group is going to debut. Interesting. They certainly need something to set them apart from the crowd. You know, considering that IOI is breaking up, and every one of those, every agency that has someone in that group is going to try to take advantage、right. of their prominence and fame at this point. Not to mention. All the other great girl groups that are doing so well—it's going to be tough for Luna. But if this is any indication, this is just a really fun, charming song, and I'm going to keep my eye on them for sure. Cool. Yeah, it's sort of confusing, like you know, like Luna from FX, and she did、right. the solo thing. So that's what I thought of when you said that. But I guess we'll just have to deal with. There being two Lunas. The romanization is L O O N A. Oh, oh, okay. Well, at least they thought ahead to <laughs> right, do that. Right. 
Cool. So I think that's it for October. I mean, of course, there were so many other releases that we're not going to be able to get to, but hopefully by doing these sort of roundups at the end of every month, we'll be able to touch on some more tracks, maybe expose you guys to some songs that you missed or uh, just talk about some of your favorite ones. So of course, throughout the month, if you guys like have a song that you want us to talk about, you know, be sure to get in touch with us on Twitter or Facebook. Let us know what you guys are listening to and we'll be able to talk about it on these roundups. Sounds good. Yes. And this will take a little pressure off of our K-pop unmuted picks too. We know we'll have the opportunity to talk about a few more here at the end of the month. Exactly, yeah. Uh, So be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook at Kpop Unmuted. You can check us out on kpopunmuted.com. And uh, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, that's Scott Interante, I-N-T-E-R-R-A-N-T-E. And Stephen? At Tennessee Appeal. Cool, and we will talk to you in just about two weeks. Bye.